Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is a part of the Dragon Suplex Podcast Network. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and visit us at chopsticksandnearfalls.com for daily articles about wrestling from around the globe. Hello ladies, gentlemen, and everybody inside and outside of the gender spectrum, and welcome back to Stardom Quest, the best weekly stardom podcast anywhere in the world. I am as always Alex, and I am joined by Dylan. Dylan, did you know that I'm currently fearing for my life? Why? I made a tweet about Jay Lethal. Oh, yeah, I saw that. And And people with lots of followers are retweeting it. I I know oh. I am minutes away from having the most ridiculously angry humans in the world in my mentions, oh. and I am not ready. Because I, I yeah. see, here's the thing, okay? You come at me on Twitter, I have to fight you. Like, I can't. Like, I'm not, I cannot. <laughs> like, my... Wait, you sound like Eddie Kingston. That's not, that was like the most Eddie Kingston thing you've ever said. It's like, I have to fight you now. <laughs> Very Irish of inner, you, very Irish. My inner, my inner petty bitch will sit there and stew until I respond and try to be a snarky cunt. So, I'm very worried because this could just be my whole night gone uh, arguing with dopes over Jay Lethal. And I really, I'm not that arsed about the situation, so I'd rather not. But it might happen. So if you hear me like yelling at any point is because I've gotten a ridiculous quote tweet and I'm in the process of uh, roasting somebody. So, Gotcha. Um, yes, the official Sardom Quest opinion of Jay Lethal is that um, Lethal Injection is a cool name for a move. He seems like a piece of shit, though. Um, that is the official... Um, I, I think you can agree that's the official take on Jay Lethal. Um, there's probably more to it. Uh, you know, more than like, if you want to get into why he's a, that's just not, that's not the point. The point is, um, I actually watched, um, Shang-Chi last night and it was a really good movie. That was what my bit was going to be, but you kind of, you kind of hijacked it from me there. Um, it was a really good movie. I'm not a big Marvel guy. So like, I haven't watched all of the MCU movies. Um, but this was probably like my favorite that I've seen. Cause it was really fucking good. It, it felt like it was like a mix of like, um, the the parental trauma of Evangelion mixed with like a kung fu movie mixed with like a mafia movie mixed mixed like it mixed with a Marvel movie of course like it was just a really fucking good movie I enjoyed it thoroughly um, I implore all of you guys to go watch it um support my boo my my uh, my boo no my dude um Simu Leo he's 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 my guy I used to watch him growing up on fucking Wong Fu and shit that's my guy right there um yeah good movie and uh that's not what we're here to talk about neither is jay lethal but that's what we have spent first couple minutes doing 
but we can get into whatever you want, Alex. Go ahead. All right. Um, yeah, so big news in the world of Joshi that may kind of affect stardom. I, I'm not 100% sure it will, um, but it's something that could come up in the future. Uh, basically, Actress Girls is... So people kind of got the, the wiring crossed here. Actress Girls, the company, the business entity, is still alive. That is still going. Yeah. They're just not professional wrestling anymore. The the vibe I got is that they're basically just going to do acting because that seems to be yeah. a success. Like people from the acting world pay attention to that. They buy tickets. They go to it. It's a different demographic. Um, so they're basically ending their, uh, their run as a pro wrestling company uh, on December 31st of 2021. And from then on, they are a theatrical company who is doing theater performances with pro wrestling in in integrated, basically. Um, so what that means is basically if there are any wrestlers in Actress Girls, chances are that You'll they will... Yeah, I, I, she's the main one that I think of because I think Takase is like the only one that's... who is a full-time wrestler. Yeah, I think that's the one person that like no offense to the rest of the roster. Of course, I think a lot of wrestlers and actress girls are obviously amazing, but I think that she's the one who's like, okay, where is she going to land um, for a lot of people? And like people are uh, kind of excited and kind of scared about that at the same time, um, including me, because I think her being the ace of wave would be super fun. Um, but also, I think her going anywhere would be fun. I think she's a great wrestler. So, um, But sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it's okay. Um, but yeah, so like the people who are contracted to actress are going to stay contracted to actress. It's not like... January is going to come, and there's going to be a dozen free agents on the scene. My thought process is that the actress will say, okay, if you want to stay wrestling, you can leave. And that's when we might see somebody like Takase leave the group. Um, I think Saki maybe has also said that she's like free for January, so she might leave as well because she, I mean, she was a wrestler she's a, before yeah, going she's a wrestler. to actress. Yeah. Um, so. It's something that could affect stardom. I think, honestly, we've already seen the effect of stardom. It makes a lot more sense that people like Waka and Mai just suddenly left Actress Girls earlier this year to go to stardom, knowing that they probably didn't want to do the theatrical thing. Like, I'm sure in Inside Actress, they knew this change was coming. Um, so yeah. I think stardom already got who they're going to get, unless somebody big does become available. But I do think it's going to be maybe Miyuki Takase, Maybe Saki, but I don't think Saki would go to stardom anyway. So it's it's. I think I think Takase yeah. again is the big uh, will she go to stardom person, mm-hmm. uh, which is you know has pros and cons to it. I do not have an opinion on it because I think she'd be great anywhere, like I said. Um, but the beginning is a great tag team. Just saying. Um, and since uh, Little Big Plant's kind of breaking up. You could, could just like slide in there, you know, uh, you know, um, besides the point, um, I don't know a ton about actress girls. Obviously I've, I've stated that before. Um, I'm not gonna pretend like I do, but from what I've read, um, and I think, uh, Yuna Manase said it, uh, she said that she started the group with a guy who was the act, the actress part of the company. And she was the wrestling part of the company. And then, you know, left and Yumika Hoda sort of take that, took that spot. And then Yumika Hoda left. And since then, I feel like, Probably internally, this was kind of expected since then, because mm-hmm. 
it sounds like the guy was always more interested in the acting part of it. And that's fine because that's what he knows. Um, and he doesn't have any, you know, high level women's wrestler to run it with him anymore from the sounds of it. So it makes sense why he would just go to the thing that's making him the most money and also is more in his realm of, of expertise. Uh, so I think since um, Hoda left a year ago, I think it sort of um, was probably the writing on the wall since then. Um, but yeah, it's it's a big fucking, it's a pretty big deal. Um, Arisa Hoshiki's their ace now. <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. I think she's injured again or whatever. She I haven't, was I've... sick. Yeah, they canceled yeah, the show because she was sick. So. But so who would have thought that um, the only surviving thing out of Actress Girls, um, Arisa Hoshiki would be the ace of it. Uh, so that's fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it it's... I don't know. I, 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 like I said, I don't, I don't know a ton about Actress Girls. I wasn't like an avid watcher of it, so I'm not going to miss a lot. Um, and most of the wrestlers who I do like from Actress Girls, I usually watched, like I said, in Wave or in Seedling or just in freelance stuff around Japan. So I'm not going to like miss it as much as a lot of people will, but I definitely will think there's a hole in the Joshi scene because of how, you know, high level actress girls was um in terms of just like notoriety they're probably top five companies in terms of you know uh if you know about joshi you know like you're gonna know stardom and tjpw and seedling you know maybe marvelous uh you know like but i think actress girls is pretty high up there so that's it's a definite hit to the joshi scene yeah and especially as like a producer of talent as well like it was a company yeah. that was it wasn't drawing in wrestlers it was drawing in entertainers and turning them into wrestlers which has been successful obviously Tam Nakano had her origins there and that's boy Hameka came from there as well like it's a company that because they pulled from different places were able to produce really good really unique wrestlers who were able to go on to be like big deals um so you know having that tie I guess to the entertainment world cut off is definitely not big positive for the Joshi scene like I mean I don't think any company is as tapped into turning entertainers into wrestlers as actress girls was um and i think that's something that will definitely be missed <clears throat> we'll see i know yeah, tjpw uh, has a big load on their shoulders now because yeah. they're basically the yeah. only other company who really did that um actively yeah and even then i think their ethos has maybe changed like you look at like kaya torbami and uh even somebody like me watanabe or uh, Mocha Miyamoto, they're all good wrestlers as well. Like they're they're very different than what you'd maybe think of a prototypical uh, TJPW trainee is. So even they're not as tapped into the entertainment aspect as they used to be because they were like, well, let's just train more people like Miyu, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> if you have a Miyu, I get why you would want to <laughs> train him like like her because you know she's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, I think it's it's something that could it's not gonna be this big like cavalcade of talent who are just like retired or um free to roam the Joshi scene. It's it's gonna be maybe a slower process where people there are just gonna become actresses, um, and then you're gonna have the handful who who do leave and then chase wrestling. Um but yeah, it's definitely something that'll have a knock on effect in terms of the development of wrestlers because actress girls was almost second to known in producing talent. I mean, ones are named already for stardom, but then they also, isn't that where Sarianu came from? And I mean, she's like ridiculously yeah. charismatic. Like it she was it. signed. 
I feel like she was in. I forget. I forget. I'm not gonna comment. I forget. Pretty sure she was an actress trainee. Yeah, actually, yeah, I think she was actually. I don't know. I was thinking. Yeah, I, mean, I do feel like her is. is I uh, do feel like you know. I, I again, I'm bringing up Takase again, but I feel like Takase is sort of going through what I went through when I moved away, um, in high school, um, and then came back because I moved away, and then everything went fucking like awry and like the world ended at home and then i came back and i was like what the fuck happened while i was gone y'all like all, like all my friends like hated each other i was like dude i was gone for four months what the like i feel like that's her with an injury it's like i fucked up my knee and now i'm now everything's just dead now like what the fuck happened um so yeah i, I feel for her but it's you know that's just a funny bit i thought of I'm a big big guy i don't know if you know about that where you are running out of catchphrases. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know. Yeah, I think that's the only... <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Um, I think that's the only big Joshi news from the world of stardom. Um, stardom, again, kind of quiet as far as like news goes out of the ring. Um. I'm wondering where the fuck Momo Mask is. I'm gonna be honest. That's my that's my thing, because I'm. What are we doing? I think we'll find yeah. next week. Um, speaking of next week, uh, so? we should probably bring this up because we will probably talk about it. Um, next episode of the the Stardom talk show was taped on the tenth. Um, yes. the lineup of wrestlers was Utami Hashishita, Atsupoi, Saki Kashima, Koguma, and Unagi Sayaka. And that airs on the 25th on Samurai, so I don't know when it'll go up on YouTube. But um, that's those are the wrestlers there. And assuming the Momo Mask thing was a bit for that show, um, we'll probably find out what it was about. It's so fucked up. Oh my god, that's so fucked up. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Imagine if it was fucking Razor Ramon Hard Gay under the mask. I mean, why not? It was stranger things have happened. Yeah, maybe it was the maybe it was the girl there. She seems a bit sus. <laughs> you know, the announcer lady. Yeah, maybe Funny it was her. Yuri. Maybe it was Yuri, yeah. bro. What if it was fucking Yuri? I mean, Yuri is tall. He is. That'd be fucking dope. I think it could happen. It probably was Unagi though. Now, Unagi was literally at, at ringside. Okay, well, she probably orchestrated. She was it. watching. She probably told someone. I know, it was to probably do it. a prank. It was probably like a, a fucking rib Mai and fucking Waka in the middle of like a perform like that make that's the worst. If it was a rib from Kozen, that's the worst thing I've ever seen. Like that is so mm-hmm. that's terrible. <laughs> oh man. I've just um while I was had my phone on to look at the lineup for the stardom show i've i've noticed a a gif of a lucha show with about 20 people in attendance and uh the luchador who i don't know um just like dived and took out half of the crowd even though there's only like 20 people there that is so funny i love lucha um but yeah anyway on to the actual stardom stuff Uh, i don't think there's any other news so we'll just go straight into show to review um that was on november 14th uh it was the goddess of stardom tag league final uh this is 725 fans at corkin which is 
a really good number. I don't think I have to explain that to anyone. Like, just comparing it to some of the recent attendances at shows, and I mean, it did better than uh, the first day of Best of the Super Juniors. It did better than the first day of World Tag League. Mm. Um, it did better than Ice Ribbon's Out Award Show, I think. And yep, it did. It, it outdid like freedoms, like generally just. 725, really, really good number. Um, it even beat NJPW's Detonation show in America. So, yeah, I mean, if you think back, like 725 was a good number for them like four years ago in Cork and without any limitations whatsoever. Like, so that's that's a saying yeah. something, really. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we're like things are in a different stratosphere now, but it's definitely still just uh, it's promising that they can hack out a Corkin for a tag league show i mean i don't think the tag league final is like this huge event so i mean and that many fans is obviously a really good result uh especially just because as i said a lot of companies that are kind of comparable to stardom aren't drawing that kind of fan. i'm know. i'm shocked that day one of Buster super juniors did not draw because i feel like that's like a uh you know fan favorite of a lot of uh you know Japanese fans like I feel like that would be one of the shows that they would want to go to I'm surprised that I drew it there um that's a pretty yeah. big deal um, I don't know. See, and also they won oh, the best super juniors like show and El Desperado was the main event I don't really think show is like main event draw or anything so I'll probably hurt them there yeah but um but I do want to say that uh the amount of people in the arena made that the the last thing on the show the absolute best thing I've ever seen um because the amount of people that were there made it very clear what they wanted and what they did not want. And we will get to that later. Okie dokes. Um, so yeah, the opener of this show was Hanan and Rina picking up their first win of this Tag League Ooh. campaign against Mai Sakurai and Unagi Sayaka. Uh, Rina actually rolled up Sayaka and pinned her with the uh, the jackknife roll-up, which is a really cool Pushy move. roll. Yeah. yeah. Um, Some modified Bushiro, you know. Indeed. Um, but yeah, like, the action in this one was fairly standard, and then the finish was very clever because Hanan was just like watching on as a way to tie Chi in loads, and Rina got the win, and Hanan was so unhappy. She was like, I don't, I don't do that. Come on. She was and... so annoyed that she ended up hugging Unagi after the match. Like, <laughs> that's saying something because at the beginning of the match, she like did not want to shake Unagi's hand but did it out of courtesy. But she looked like she was about to fucking slap the shit out of her because she just did not want to fucking... <laughs> she did not want to fuck with Unagi. It was actually really funny. And at the end, she's like, man, I'm sorry that we cheated. That's my bad. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Um, I don't know. I mean, Hanan I, is I, the I, most natural baby face like, in wrestling. <laughs> like, I'm going to be honest. It, it's it's nice that they like played into the characters like that though. I don't think it goes anywhere, but it's you know it's kind of just a fun little win for water and oil, um, and one that shows off the the very different personalities of the the sisters. Yeah, one hundred percent. I am excited for four years down the line for uh, the, the Han and Shimai to win the artist belts. Um, that'll be fun. I hope they call back to this. 
and Rina, even though Rina probably will have a completely different gimmick, and so so Hanan, I hope that Rina still kicks her in the stomach and power slams her, which is a funny little bit because I feel like Hanan's like t- accepted that she's gonna get body slammed, like she get like that's a spot, but she never expects the the gut kick. Like she always is like, man, what the fuck? You didn't have to kick me in the stomach. Like that's always the issue. It's never that she gets power slammed because like she's like, okay. That's part of our that's part of our move set. But she's like, why the fuck did you kick me like that? I don't know. It's funny. I I love water. I think they had a really good tag league. Um, it was very fun to watch. Yeah, no, they were they were fun. Um, my was I, I would I would like to give some credit to my Sakurai. I thought she was very intense in this match. She looked a lot more at home in the ring than she used to. Um, she's not like a great wrestler, but she's definitely a lot more unawkward than she used to be I guess is probably the best way to put it like she she very much looks like she belongs in a ring at least yeah I mean she's she's definitely isn't as bad as she was yes yeah that's that's a compliment coming from you <laughs> exactly um so yeah the next match was uh Koguma and Hazuki beating Fuki Gindeth and Saki Kashima uh this was this lasted just under four minutes um Hizuki was never even tagged in in this one yeah that's crazy uh the the stardom website has the result as tokyo sports accidental explosion uh, what well, i yeah i guess like they they hit each other with the newspaper on accident mm-hmm. and that was like a whole thing um one thing i, I want to comment on is that the the pre-match promo Hizuki referred to aphrodite as kamatami oh no <laughs> that is the most cursed like no stop it like i love you hazuki yeah. but you cannot say that. please don't <laughs> don't do this to me like that's oh my god i was like that's the most cursed thing i've ever heard and then later on not to referred to aphrodite as afro um and i was just like that's also not their name but okay um and yeah i actually i enjoyed this match uh it, I realized that Koguma's theme kind of sounds like a scuffed version of Savior, which is Bayou's theme. Uh, I don't know if I, I don't think I ever noticed that until this match. Because um, after the bear, it sounds like Bayou's theme, but just like slightly worse. Um, and I found that funny. And yeah, it was it was just a lot of, it was four minutes. So, you know, it was just a bunch of shit. And then Koguma pinned Saki with the Charlotte's Web. Uh, first of multiple matches for FWC of the night. Um, yeah, not, not, not much to write home about, but it was fun. Yeah, fair enough. Um, the next match was Aphrodite, the team of Sai Kamatani Stop and it. Utami Hayashishta. <laughs> they beat Himipoi 21 of, uh, Natsupoi and Himeka, uh, in just under 10 minutes. Notably, this led to a bit of an implosion between, uh, Himeka and Natsupoi. Uh, let me Did you read that translation? Of course, yeah. of course. Um, let me pull it up so we can just like digest okay. this because I, I don't know. I don't. Know, I don't really want to. You want to talk about the match? Or right, yeah, I'll talk can... about the match a little bit. Uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of just uh, Natsupoi getting her ass beat and then Jumbo getting in and lariating the shit out of both Saya and Utami, uh, which I loved. There was one bit where Jumbo and Utami did a lot of did like back and forth clotheslines that eventually um, Jumbo like out clotheslined her and it looked beautiful. Um, excuse me. And yeah, I, I enjoyed this match. I thought that Jumbo brought a lot out of it, which kind of makes it funny what ended up being Natsupoi's, um reason for being angry. 
um, because Jumbo ended up just like concussing Natsupoi with a lariat on accident, and then Aphrodite hits her with the magic killer, and um, Utami puts her away with the deadlock German or deadlift German shout deadlock though, um, and yeah, uh, I, I, I we'll talk about we'll talk about the result in a minute. We we should get into the Natsupoi um, Jumbo thing, but yeah, like I don't get Natsupoi's point considering that the issue was that Jumbo went a little too hard and beat the shit out of her opponent on a, or of her partner on accident. Um, so would you like to get into what was said by Natsupoi uh, and Jumbo? Yeah, so this translation is uh, courtesy of uh, 1222 Dragon Moon on Twitter. Obviously, we cite them a lot. Uh, very good follow for any Stardom fan. Uh, this is all captured by Julia, by the way, so big ups to uh, our Italian friend Julia for, for <laughs> recording this. Um, what a shit starter, bro. <laughs> like, who the fuck posts their friend? Like, I get it, it's wrestling, but like, that's, that's so fucked. I feel like it's her Italian nature. Yeah. yeah that's true, I'm also Italian, I get it. Okay, got it, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so basically, Himeka, or Natsupoi was kind of annoyed, and she was like, I don't even, I'm not even annoyed about the, the, you know the misfire that happens um but you aren't eager to wrestle you aren't passionate about this and Emeka was like excuse me the fuck who do you think you are saying that i'm not passionate you teamed with me and you don't sense my passion and uh that's probably was like no like you where's the Emeka that challenged julia last year where's the Emeka who lashed out in seek of that championship and seek of that win and concussed her friend <laughs> Yes, and uh, Hameko was just kind of taken aback. She was like, I mean, you know, you don't really know me. Like, you don't know what my passion for wrestling is. And Poi was just like, I don't, you know, I don't think you see me um, or you took this team as seriously as you did your match with Julia. So it's basically not Poi's whole thing is that she's like, you are not, um, you're, you're too calm you are not the Hameka who challenged Julia. You are not that fiery jumbo that I used to know. Um, and Hameka is just like, you don't know me. Like, so, yeah. Weird timing on this one. Um, I feel like it, like they just won the artist belts. Jumbo just came back. Natsupoy also just came back. Like, not just came back, but you know, like uh, five star time, they both came back. So it's like, it's definitely a weird. I mean, I get what Natsupo is like trying to say because, like, yeah, Jumbo isn't like as feisty, I guess, as the Julia feud or as her tag run with Micah. Um, but I mean, Natsupo kind of like let it on by saying, "Hey, sign this fucking contract to make sure that you won't betray me." Like that was like. Plus, she did. I don't know. It, it's a weird story to play out. I imagine that Jumbo just kills her with the fucking concussion bomb in the three-way, and Jumbo gets the white belt match, which is uh, a shock, honestly. Um, but that's sort of where I see it's going. Um, and proves not to play wrong. But, yeah. Um, Julia is not doing a good job of, you know, <laughs> controlling her, her friends, because they're yeah. just... Yeah. Um, one of them staring at boobs at the press conference, the other two are fucking murder- wanting to murder each other, and then Shuri is just vibing um 
Well, later in the night, Sherry actually ruined... Like, DDM's Shuri fucking imploding. Sherry was not vibing. <laughs> Sherry was far from vibing. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, not not on this show. Um, But yeah, yeah it, this tag league... And it's, it's actually really interesting. I was going to talk about it later when we get to the final, but first time since DDM's inception, like I've said before, that they were not in a ta- in a major tournament final. Um, so in like a year and a half, like 20 months, I guess now, 22 months, like they have not been in a, a tournament final, which is kind of huge. Uh, and in fact, this tournament final, they lost a lot. And in fact, yeah, they lost all of their matches technically. Uh, so that's, that's actually a pretty huge thing. Like, I feel like this is the first time the DDM like severely has problems within it. Um, which usually it takes a little bit less than like, you know, two years to have a crack in the armor of a faction. So, I mean, that's a testament how well they're, they've been pushing DDM and how much of a, you know, uh, forceful, uh, unit they've been. And now it feels like things are crumbling and it's really interesting to see how that turns out. Okay, let's just reel this one back a little bit. Okay, um, yeah. you went you went off in some directions there. Um, this Hameka and that boy stuff feels like they're very fully putting Hameka into that white. self-picture because obviously hey Hameka you're not passionate enough and so Hameka will have to bring that passion out of her to then challenge it's, Tam. It's really um, weird which I guess is Do I just goes. like unpassionate wrestlers? Because I feel like Momo and Jumbo no, both both like always is... Okay that's mean but no yeah <laughs> no I, I like I like Utami I actually yes, really like but... Utami and I also oh, really yeah. like Azuki. Yeah, yeah like I, I mean Azuki. Suzuki is passionate, but like Momo, Jumbo, and, and Utami, I like all three of them, and all three of them are always criticized for like not having passion. And I'm just like, I don't think that wrestling, I think the worst thing is, I think wrestling is all about emotion, but when you tell me that I am, that when you say like, I am emotional about this, then I feel like it's it's just stupid. Like, that's how I feel about the, the Tam-Mina um, feud that's going on, is that it's like, the more that they, like, are like, yeah, I, I feel things about this, the less excited I am for the match, because I'm like, oh, boy, this is gonna be a fucking, this is gonna be one of those matches. Like, that's how, that's how it feels. So I like when wrestlers can just display their emotions, like, um, passively, and I feel like Jumbo's good at that. Like, she's really good at that, in my opinion. Um, so I don't really get and same with with Momo and like how it's like oh well Momo needs to change it's like no, she she really doesn't like I don't think it like I don't get it I really don't but you think Jumbo just fucking wins the wipeout just fucking oh god no not not yet no that would be hilarious I would love that I would be here for that oh man um but yeah that's um that's kind of where we're going there with with Boy and Hameka. Um, I guess the of the artist belts are just they're just listen you know. yeah listen the artist belts yeah <laughs> they're just there. Um, Apparently, this week's uh, shoe pro features Julia talking about how many championships Stardom has. So I imagine she's gonna be like, "Get rid of all of them, fucking stupid," because that's how most of the main eventers feel about the belts in Stardom. It's great. Um, yeah. Also, um, 
Oh, one thing. Um, so so who won this match, Alex? Um, uh, oh, Aphrodite. And uh, what does that mean? <laughs> A playoff. It means that Utami Hayashishta is in a playoff, ladies and gentlemen. Whoa! Dylan was right. 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 Yeah, fuck yeah. I was right. You called me fucking Brad Shepard? No, I was right. It took me two times to be right, and I was right. How do you feel, Alex? How uh, do you, you feel calling one of your closest you friends, <laughs> Brad Shepard, the most disgraced journalist in wrestling, and I was right on my second try? I'm getting heated. I'm getting like shoot heated. Okay, I need to calm down. I need to calm down. Listen, you got lucky. Okay, it's. I did not get lucky. I was just right. <laughs> no, you got lucky. I was correct. There is no way. That you Luck is for known. losers, Alex. Okay. More of an Eddie Kingston guy myself, but still, luck is for losers. Kingston is a loser, didn't he? Didn't he lose at Full Gear? No, but like luck. Like, that's the CM Punk catchphrase of luck is for losers. So I was like, oh, well, like, you know, I'm more of a Kingston guy. You oh. don't run away from the fact that I was right. And you called me Brad Shepard for this opinion. <laughs> I, mean, I didn't get over it. We haven't talked about it in a week, but I didn't get over it. I knew you didn't. I, I, I just... You're never going to let me lift this down. No. Bad friend. You know, if you don't treat me better, you're gonna lose. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a that's a that's a Twitch bit. I, that nobody will get that. Oh, even even I didn't get that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's very bad. Um, speaking of the playoff, though, um, Koguma and Hazuki won. Uh, they beat Sai Kamatani and Utami Hashishita in just over five minutes. Uh, Hazuki pulled out the Hazuki Stral finally. Woo! Um, to beat Saya. And, um, yeah, so after us basically saying that there was no chance of FWC going through, uh, they went through to the final. Yeah, and we were just because... super wrong about all of this, actually. <laughs> no, see, I think some of it was that we were like, they're not going to do the complicated things. And then they did the complicated things. So <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah. they're not going to do a playoff for Tag League? Come on. And then they, they did. They did, in fact, do the playoff for, for Tag League. Um yeah, I think I also thought Kid and Rocka had more points than they did. I think maybe we were working off the wrong table for that because um yeah they won I think we and they only had six. Yeah, we did do something wrong. Yeah, because it's yeah. Okay, you know what? <laughs> I hate we also forgot because... like tiebreakers work with the Momoa's Blue Marine thing. Like we forgot that that would be a yes, yes we did a successful tiebreaker for them. Yeah, no, because I I I hate Stardom because they I complained. On the show, I was like, "Oh, they you know they haven't uploaded the tag league, you know tables in English. Of course they would." <laughs> then later that day, mm -hmm. fully translated tables. Like an hour and a half after we we stopped recording, yeah. I, like I was just like, "I cannot win. I cannot win." Um, but yeah, definitely. So everything happens within those twelve hours that um we're done recording, but you haven't uploaded it yet. Everything in wrestling oh, happens. It's the worst. It was like Jungle Kiona leaving, wasn't it? Like the next yeah. day, she left. And I was like, really? Really? Dude, the first, 
Or was it Momo's The injury? first podcast episode we ever did, the first Victory Through Guts, I was we recorded it on like a Wednesday and I planned to get it out like a week later. And within that week, the the wrestling world like died like seven times. Because that was May of 2012. Like, legit. Like, obviously, I'm a lot um, slower with my uploads for Victory Through Guts. But, like, within six days, I was like, I can't upload this now. There's too much going on. <laughs> like, I can't. What am I doing? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, we, we have really bad luck with that sort of thing. Um, it's kind of hilarious, honestly. Hilarious is one way to put it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's comedy is just tragedy plus time. Um, and we have terrible time timing and our entire lives are tragedies. But FWC versus <laughs> versus Aphrodite um was a fun match. It, it like you said, it was only like five minutes, um, but it was really high paced and they all went at it really well. Um this one Hazuki sort of carried it instead of Koguma, considering Hazuki did not get tagged in whatsoever in the first match. Um and yeah, I loved that Aphrodite hit the human tower atomico again and then Hazuki just sort of like got up and Hazuki strolled her and was just like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> we ain't doing that. We 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 going to the finish, but it's it's time. And that was it. And yeah, I, I loved it. Koguma looked so hyped when they won. They were, she was like, yeah, fuck yeah. We did it. Let's go. And I was like, Koguma, you were in the ring for like 10 seconds. Like, are you, I don't, uh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, um, fun match. For five minutes, it was a really, really fun match in my opinion. Definitely. Um, Speaking of fun, though, the next match was Minishirakawa and Tam Nakano beating Waka Tsukiyama and Lady C. Um, Waka and Lady C need to team forever. They are so yeah. fun together. They're just having a blast being te- like, teamed up. And, like, Waka is so much more comfortable as well. Like, you know, her being super awkward around the Angels was very funny. But her just being, like, really natural with Lady C is so just endearing. Like, overly natural. Cause like Lady yes. C's like, what the fuck are you even like? Wh-? Like yeah. Lady C, like when like talked for a while. She's like, yeah, it's my one year anniversary. Um, it's also Cousin's one year anniversary, and uh, Mina and Tam have a very funny bit about that. We'll get into in a second. Um, Lady C's like, it's my one year anniversary. Um, I've only won once, unfortunately. Uh, but she's like, and we want to win. We want to get some type of point. We got want to get one or two points. And she talks for a while, and then Waka just has her C logo in her hand. She's like, yes. I agree. And Lacey's just like, oh, I, oh, that's all. Okay. And then she starts corpsing really bad. And Waka's like, what? I, I'm doing the C. You see this? Like, she like puts the C in her face. And Lacey's like, yeah, I see it. I see I see what you're doing there. Um, and they say there's a full moon. And it's really cute and whatnot. Um, and then Mina is just passive aggressive. And I love it. I'm going to be honest. Um, it's It's like my favorite thing ever. Uh, even though, like I said, I'm not particularly excited for their match. Um, I'm loving the character work that Mina is doing right now. I think that's absolutely wonderful because she she basically goes, yeah, so we, we haven't won at all. Um, and I wonder whose fault that is. <laughs> Anyways, it's it's been one year since um since we've been tagging together. Do you even know who the fuck I am, Tam? Tam's like, I, yeah, yeah, I do. I do. And Mina's like, yeah, okay. Okay. Well, I got a present for you. And Tam's like, what the fuck's the present? She's like, I'll show you. I got an anniversary gift. I'll show you. And then Tam's like, okay. <laughs> and then they walk out to the ring. <laughs> um, yeah, I love, like like I said, I love the character work that Mina's doing here. Um, even though I, it makes me very worried for the match, I think that Mina is absolutely killing it right now. 
Um, yeah. And yeah, it was it was a fun little match too. Tom's Tom's was good too because. And when she was asked about it, it was like, do you even know me? And Tom was like, yes, it's been one year since I brought you here. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, she's she's all about herself. It's very it's very good. Um, Kozen is yeah. extremely selfish, like all Dude, of them individually. So like they're such a weird group of people. It's so funny. Um, oh, 100%. But yeah, like the, I don't know, the match itself was, was pretty decent. Um, as I said, like Waka... You know, she's been improving a lot, and I think her and Lady C are having a great under-the-radar tournament together. Um, and yeah, I mean, the, the main point of emphasis is that um, Mina Shirakawa debuted a new finisher. That was her present to Tam Nakano. Uh, it's called the Glamorous Driver Mina, um, to, you know, keep with the theme, because you have the... It's called the Michinoku Driver Beta. Yeah, so for those who haven't seen it, um, and... <laughs> I don't like. Why would you do that? Um, I know I got real close to the mic. Yeah, it just... it's just gonna be hard to do it. Yeah. Good luck right. in post. Yeah. So for those who haven't seen it, um, basically Mina does the um, you know the Bloody Sunday. It's kind of like the Bloody Sunday, except it's kind of cooler because it's Joshi. So they take it as a head bump rather than just like normally. And to sit out, yeah. Yeah. So. It's basically that, except she adds a bit of a twirl to it. So she like twirls and then drops them, and it's you know it's it's whatever. Finn Balor could never. Um, Michinoku yeah, again though. Of course, um, but it's it's mostly associated with with Finn Balor because um, he you know the nineteen sixteen slash Bloody Sunday. Do you, do you ever think of how funny it was that WWE was like, yeah, you can't call it that because was it was it Bloody Sunday first? It was Bloody Sunday first, yes. Yeah, so they were, you can't call it Bloody Sunday because, you know, for those who need a history lesson, um, Bloody Sunday is like a day where the British went to a, a Gaelic football match, I think, or maybe hurling, and just like opened fire on people in the stands and just like killed without remorse because, you know, that was what the British did here. Um, mm-hmm. So like you can't call it that. And Finn was like, all right, then, I'm going to call it 1916, um, which is the Isn't year where... The Yes, which is the year we had the Easter Rising, where the rebels tried to fight back yeah. against the British and take, you know, take Ireland back, and got absolutely smashed so badly that the public went from hating them to feeling very sorry for them. Um, so it's like you cannot name your finisher the Bloody Sunday. That is a, you can't name it after the Irish Revolution. That's what you can do. Yeah, you can't <laughs> name it after mass murder, but you can call it 1916 after in reference to mass murder yes. <laughs> uh, so i just i always find that to be amusing i'm like he couldn't call it that but it's like like 1916 is is allowed okay cool um should you know should your finisher not be named after like ireland winning maybe you know yeah <laughs> like, you know i was actually kind of thinking that while you were explaining it because like i knew about bloody sunday r- roughly and i knew about uh i knew about 1960 roughly but i didn't know that the irish just got their asses beat like just absolutely de- demolished in both of them. That is kind of mm-hmm. weird. Um, that is not a yeah. I would think that that Devitt would want like a I don't know like when's the last time Irish the Ireland won a soccer thing like I don't know like <laughs> wouldn't that be better? Yeah, I mean like okay, true, but like <laughs> I don't know like feel there like there's definitely a better like when did I didn't like Ireland's independent now? Like I, I mean part of it is uh, like I, he could have named it something better. Um, 
Secret. He could have named it the Michinoku Driver Beta. He also could have named it um, the uh, Passive Aggression uh, Collection Mina. Um, I think that would be a cooler name. Um, but I think Michinoku Driver Beta is is the name of this move. And fight me if you d- disagree. Um, I'm just I'm just not a fan of Mina's move names. I think they are so tacky. Like, like why? <laughs> why do you I don't care? know. I don't it's know. So I, I have a big. I have a big thing about move names, so you know me. I'm I'm a big move guy. I guess, but like it's you know it's a theme. You know you gotta like a theme. Uh, feels tacky. All right. Okay then. Um, the next match was Starlight. Oh, Kid and then and... Mina licked the belt. Yes, yeah, she did. I, she licked the belt, I which no always ends ends in the challenger winning, of course, because Konami is known to lick the white belt a lot. Um, and we know how that wins. <laughs> Shouldn't you like not lick a belt in in these current times? Like, is you know, that, like, a I was bad thinking idea? that I was thinking that with the mist because like they stopped doing the mist for a while, but I think people just are doing mist again. And I was like, I feel like mm-hmm. we shouldn't spit on other people's faces profusely. Um, yeah, maybe that's just me. Oh no, I don't know. Um, yeah, <laughs> the next match on the show is Starlight Kid and Ruaka beating Micah and Siri by disqualification. Um, basically, Micah, who took the last week off and is off next week, uh, her arm was very heavily taped up. This is obviously a ruse for a way to tie to uh, attack the arm nonstop. Siri got incredibly pissed off at some of this cheating, which probably should have led to a DQ in and of itself. Um, yeah. The referee saw them eating her arm with a chair and was just like... Dude, kid knocked yeah. out the referee. Like, she ran up to him and just beat it, like, pounced him in the corner. And then Shuri pushes him, and she gets (laughs) DQ'd. Like, what the fuck? Oh, okay. So, you know what? You go ahead, because I'm going to go on a little bit of a, you know. Yeah, so to to paint the picture, um, they they were beating the shit out of Micah's arm. Uh, At one point, Rina and I think it might have been, like, Saki Kashima or Fuking and Death held Siri in place and made her watch as they hit Micah's arm with some chairs. Uh, Siri, being Siri, got incredibly pissed off and decided to beat the living shit out of all of Uedo Tai. She mounted Ruaka and was just slapping the shit out of her for what felt like a minute. Um, and the referee was trying to get her off and she like shoved the referee and she like hit him to keep him away. And then she, she also mounted Starlight Kid and started to smack the shit out of her. Um, and yes, because she kept hitting the referee, he was like, all right, that's it. You're disqualified now. You you don't get to hit me. So, um, yeah, it's just, basically they pissed her off to the point that she was like, I'm going to kill you bitches. And then she smacked the shit out of them and the referee took pity and uh, ended the match. You know, I, outside of the finish, which I thought was kind of stupid, and I'll get into that, I thought this match was like really well worked in that like Ruakan Kid was, were like incredible at isolating Shuri and injuring Micah. Like, just naturally. Like, it was very... Like, I was getting, like, upset. I was like, damn, Micah's getting... Like, y'all, y'all, y'all can lay off a bit. And, like, like I was getting into it. Um, even though I knew that the finish was stupid. And I, I still stand by that, that. I think the finish was stupid. Because, like I said... Oh, one part before the finish that I did actually really enjoy about this match, probably the best part about this match, is a part of isolating Shuri from Micah was death running over and pulling Shuri down from the apron, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> Julia fucking 
bolted after the clown, and clowns running around the ring, and they're like fucking chasing each other for a minute. And then Rena and and uh, I think Saki like stopped her and like was like, "Oh, you want you want to get injured again?" And then Julie's like, "Yeah, whatever." Um, so yeah, I thought that was really funny a little bit. The thing about the finish was that I thought it was stupid. I thought that okay, so kid runs into the corner and knocks out the ref, and then Shuri also like goes after kid and then knocks out the ref anymore. Uh, and then they just get a chair and like for like five minutes, they just whip Micah with chairs. And then once Shuri finally gets out and starts wrestling, just beating up Ruaka because that's how wrestling works. Um, Barb gets in the way and then Shuri's like, get the fuck off of me, which makes sense because she's trying to hit someone and his face is in the way. So he gets hit, and then he gets upset and calls for a DQ. When Kid hit him in the first place. Like, also, small thing, and this sort of leads into the the loser fucking trades faction thing. This only benefits Utami. Only person this benefits. Because now Utami has an injured Micah and a, you know, fucking Shuri that's not fully in the fucking game with utami she's fucking pissed at oedota now so this only helps utami so i think utami's the new leader of oedota <laughs> hot take that's my opinion uh but yeah i thought it was really stupid and i'm just not a fan of what i feel like oedota hopefully they recruit micah for yeah. like a week and then that's Gotora like destroyed her knee so they were like oh okay we're, <laughs> we're forgetting that i wish they would have done that with, Mo- with momo instead of whatever the fuck we're doing now I don't know. I feel like this is part of Momo's journey. But, you know, we'll have to wait and see. We'll talk about that later. Um, speaking journey. of Momo, though, the next the next match on the show was Azumi and Momo Watanabe beating Rin Katakura and Mayu Iwatani uh, in just under 15 minutes. Azumi pinned Rin with the Azumi Sushi. Um, this meant that Momo's Blue Marine <laughs> and Ponytail Bushido all tied at the top of the block for seven points. Um... Because Blue Marine drew with Ponytail and Bushido, there was no tiebreak there. Um, but Momoaz had the tiebreaker over Blue Marine. And I'm pretty sure they also beat Micah and Siri. So that put Momoaz Did through. Did they? I think so. Didn't Azmi pin her? I remember Micah pinned uh, Tam, and then the next week was taking, doing the job for Azmi. Uh, I'm I'm looking on. God, so I'm many looking. fucking notes. <laughs> um, I don't think I even watched that match, honestly. I think it was on one of the shows that we didn't get to see. Oh, wait, no. Micah and Siri beat Queen's Quest. Well. Oh, but Mayu and Rin beat Micah and Siri. That's what happened. So, so it was like a, a chain of command thing, I guess. How the oh wait because uh, yeah Rin and Mayu beat Micah and Siri but then Blue Marine mm-hmm. beat Rin and Mayu but then Micah and Siri beat Azumi and Momo so Blue Marine I mean, is Rin and Mayu <laughs> you know what I mean but like isn't it a one a one 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 tie like they all beat another one of the teams that you were would tied. think. This is why we were like, oh, 
uh, you know, Momoa's can't get through. Because yeah, mathematically, because how does this make sense? Yeah, because I was like, oh, they lost to um, Micah and Siri, so even if they tie with them on points, they won't go through. But apparently, they do. I don't know how this works. Oh, fucking no. What's, what's the story here? Because, like, Micah and Siri beat Momoa's in the group, okay? Micah and Siri did lose to Blue Marine, but then Blue Marine beat Mayu and Rin. No, Momoa's wait, beat Wait, Mayu wait, and wait, Rin. wait. So, does Micah and Shuri only have one loss? So? Or do they have two? Um, let's see. Well, they lost the match on this show, and then they lost mm-hmm. to Mayu and Rin. So they have two losses. Mayu and Rin only have one loss. Okay. Is that how we oh, they have one loss. They have one loss and one draw, don't they? Yeah, they have one loss and one draw, and then fucking Momoaz has one loss and one draw, too. Isn't that okay. it? I don't know. So I think they're one point ahead. Or they're supposed Hold to on. be. Hold on. Um... Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Wait, no. Because Blue Marine was undefeated until the final. Yeah, and then they drew. They lost in the final. Yeah, but they they drew before. Yes, okay, yes. So they ended with all wins except for one loss and one draw. And then Mm -hmm. Momoaz ended with all wins except one loss and one draw. But Ponytail Bushido had two losses, zero draws, other wins. So that's why. Is because they were a point behind, I think. This is very fucking stupid. I'm just saying. This, like, I don't know. Like, I don't. We're just fucking. We're, we're fucking. We're just trying here. Um, this is a good match, though. I, I actually enjoyed both of these matches. Um, these last two matches. We'll get into the last match. I think it was match of the year candidate for me. Even though there's been a lot of match of the year candidates for me. So it's probably not like actual match of the year candidate. But it's high up there. Um, but this match. Momoz versus Blue Marine. Was really fucking good. I enjoyed it. Uh, Rin kind of felt like a beat behind the other three, but that's kind of because the other three have such good chemistry together and have been wrestling together for like seven, eight, nine years now. So like, obviously Rin's kind of out of place, but I think that she's still caught up pretty well. Um, and yeah, uh, how did you feel about this one? Um, yeah, it was it was cool. So opinionated. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. All these tag matches start to run together eventually, and I was just I like, that. "All right, it's a blur of moves." Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was cool. Um, yeah, let's just get on to the main event. Uh, this was Koguma and his. Wait, I didn't even get to. Uh, hold, hold, wait, wait, wait. Uh, actually, like the finishing stretch. Can I can I get into that a little bit? Because that oh. was pretty. Cool. <laughs> Rin hit the dragon suplex, only got two count. Then Momo hits the half and half on Mayu. Um, and then Mayu gets up and super kicks Momo, so they're both out. Um, and then there's a pin exchange um, from Rin and Izumi. Izumi ends it with the Izumi Sushi. Uh, compliments to the chef. As always, Izumi advances. Um, first time that four... So the, the tag final is Momoa's versus FWC. The first time since Utami versus Mayu in 2018 that a major tournament final has been contested between four or all homegrown members. Um, and even before that, you'd have to go back to like 2014 for the most recent time before that. Uh, it's only happened like three or four times. Like, I mean, the first couple of years, yeah, it was pretty much all um, Aikawa like, versus someone. And usually the someone mm-hmm. was also from stardom. But like since 2014, it's only happened like three times. 
um, that all homegrown talents have been in the final of a major uh, tournament. So that's pretty huge. Um, and I think Kazuki's kind of fulfilling all of the prophecies that she, she set herself up for. And I kind of like that. Um, but yeah, how did you feel about this match? Well, I, why am I controlling this? You go. It's your, this is your show. Yeah, so the final was FWC taking on Momoas. Um, FWC won in just over 15 minutes. Koguma pinned Azumi with the uh, the German suplex hold, which was um, an interesting result there. Um, I've seen a lot of praise for this match. like it was, And I think that comes down to the fact that because the two teams had already wrestled so much and were so tired, they didn't do the standard opening stretch and they just got into it. Yeah. Um, so I think that's why a lot of people enjoy this one. Yeah, I, uh, this was probably one of my favorite tag matches of the year. Um, if not this, it was probably like Momoaz versus somebody else. You know, like I think Momoaz is far and away the best tag team of the year. Um, so shout out to them. I think that they're, you know, all of the matches that they had has been pretty incredible. And this was no different. I think this is probably, yeah, probably my favorite tag match of the year. Um, they just killed it. Like like you said, they kind of just went in immediately, and they went for 15 minutes. Uh, I loved how long it went. I felt like it was paced very well. Um, and yeah, I, I just really fucking enjoyed this one. Uh, obviously, because all four of these are four of my favorite wrestlers in the company right now. But I felt like everybody was going at a high pace. Everybody was really doing their best to do some crazy shit. In fact, I didn't take a lot of notes at first um, because I was very invested. But I, I noted down some of my favorite spots, which included... Hazuki jumping off Koga's back and doing a poetry in motion big boot um, and then standing up and running off the ropes and hitting a suicide dive literally seconds later. It was fucking insane. Oh, Koguma and Azumi are just like beating each other up and then Azumi just like stops, runs to the runs to the corner and does a fucking triple jump plancha onto Hazuki on the outside and Momo runs in and just beats the shit out of Koguma. <laughs> and I was just like, damn, that was a crazy misdirection. Great stuff. Um... Then yeah, uh, Momoaz just did a bunch of fucking crazy shit. They they hit the the fucking. I I put the cutter thingy. I don't know what that is. Um, I don't remember what what that is, but it was cool. Um, and yeah, it was just I fucking love this match. I loved it so much. Yeah, um, yeah, it was. I mean, listen, you're the elite tag teams and and stardom just doing doing their stuff, you know. Um, I am glad that Koguma and Hazuki won. I mean, we yep. kind of had them pegged as the winners before the tournament started, and really they just made the most sense. And I mean, when they inevitably wrestle um, ALK, that's going to be an amazing match, and I'll probably main event that Nagoya pay per view if I had to guess. Um, so yeah, that'd be good. I also like um, that they gave Azumi a lot of. Uh... A lot of opportunity, like for one, she just had a really good match here, but also they kind of put her down very respectfully in that they hit their big tag team signature, then Hazuki hit her finisher, the sheer drop brain buster, then Koguma hit the Everest German suplex, and Izumi lost. So Izumi didn't just lose to like a move, she lost to all three of their main moves, and I think that's a, a good rub for Izumi, because um, it's like, well, you know, she, she lost, but she lost to like all... Everything they had, they threw at her, and then she lost. So I think that's a good little thing. And I liked it. I really, really liked it. Yeah. Um, then after the match, we had the fairly standard, you know, Hazuki and Koguma, like, yeah, we won Tag League. That's cool. We're going to challenge for the Tag Belts now. 
And then out comes Starlight Kid and Way to Tie. Uh, Starlight Kid is like, hey, you know, Momo, Azumi, you didn't get to win for the second time in a row. Your failures, like, you, sh- you should come to Way to Tie, Momo. Um, Momo had a very good response, which was, you didn't even get to the final. Well, what are you talking about? Because, you know, Starlight Kid still has a tendency to say silly things sometimes. Um, Kiddo, though, she didn't, you know, she didn't, she didn't take that lying down. Um, let's see. She said, okay. Yeah, at Osaka, um, I want to wrestle you. And the loser has to go to the other unit. Now, she very specifically, Starlight Kid very specifically was like, Momo versus Kid. Loser goes to the other faction, okay? Yeah. We're both in agreement there. That's um, what she said. Indeed. And then, obviously, uh, Koguma and uh, Hazuki closed the show because Koguma was like, hey, we won, so like, can y'all feck off? I want to close the show. And they did close the show in you know typical Koguma and Hazuki fashion, which is becoming their trend. So. Yeah, so... um. I, I sort of spaced, look, my sister started talking to me like a few seconds there for a second. Um, I don't know if you prefaced um, when Starlight Kid, I don't know if, again, don't know if you already went into this, but Starlight Kid, when she came out and said, oh, well, Mamawaz couldn't win, ha ha ha, um, I think that you guys might have peaked. I don't think you guys, I think you guys have reached your limit. Don't you guys agree? And um, on Twitter, there's a very famous, not famous, but a well known Azumi fan um, named Kanako. And she, uh, wrote on Twitter, she was like, when they asked the arena, when they asked Korokin, um, when Ka- Kid asked if Momoaz had reached the limit, nobody clapped. Like, two people clapped at most. And, like, she said this, she, big, again, big Azumi fan, so I was like, oh, she's probably being, like, you know, hyperbolic. You watch that arena when Kid's like, I think Momoaz reached their peak. Don't you guys agree? Ruaka's the only person clapping. <laughs> Everybody is sitting absolutely still. Seven hundred and twenty-five people, maybe two people clapped, and Ruka. That's it. Like that's proof in how much nobody wants to see Momoa's breakup. Like that's fucking saying something. Like that. Like I don't know. Like obviously, like heel heat is heel heat, but I feel like there's a difference between like heel heat and just someone, like just the fans actively not wanting something to happen because they know everything would just be not as fun if it happened. But it's wrestling. I don't know. But I just found that kind of interesting that literally like four people clapped at most out of 725 when Kid asked if they agree with her. Nobody agreed. And Kid, even afterwards, she's like, well, uh, you know, (laughs) because she was like shaken by how nobody fucking reacted. They just mean mugged it. They're like, no, we we fucking totally disagree. In fact, you're an asshole. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, but yeah, we can we can go on into the uh, stipulation thing. Yeah. So, Starlight Kid, in her promo, very specifically said, me and you, I want Momo and Oeratai. Loser leaves the faction. So Stardom, it, you know, they, they, post, they post the match graphic. And uh, it says, the first match for Osaka Super Wars on December 18th has been announced. Queen's Quest versus Oeratai. Momo, Saya, Azumi, and Utami versus Ruaka, Saki Kashima, Konami, and Starlight Kid. You've gone fully into the rules, but I'm assuming it is the same as the last couple where the last person eliminated 
moves to the other faction. Which, can I just say, in the current way, it's very stupid. Like, that's a very stupid stipulation. Because that means that the strongest, technically, member, like, the most, like, uh... The person who survived the longest gets the worst punishment, which makes no sense, I'm gonna be honest. Um, but, yeah, we could just okay, go but on. Even Sorry. worse than that, Starlight Kid wants Momo in a way to tie. Why should mm. she give a fuck if they get Azumi? Like, it shouldn't... Like, they shouldn't... Like, they don't want Azumi. Why is this... Also... How the fuck does the Oedotai B team... Wait, who's on the team again? Uh, Ruaka, Kashima, Konami, and Kid. Yeah, so... How the fuck do they beat the world champion, active fucking wonder champion challenger, maybe not at that point, but still, like, she's, like, a high card member, Momo, and Azumi. Like that's oh, just like I get I get they could cheat, but like it feels like a lot. Cause like it's not like like Queen's Quest is just like pound for pound so strong that like star stars made sense because like yeah, they could beat Momo like I don't know, I guess Saki could just revival everybody. But like I don't know, it's just it's just stupid. I don't think Momo goes to Oedotai. I think that is not happening. Um I don't know why, but it's just like a gut feeling that I just feel like that's not the direction they go with. Uh, honestly, I think that's more possible that Utami goes to fucking away to die than Momo does at this point. Because I just please don't don't inflict that on me. It would like you know I don't want it. Honestly, I don't want any of this. I think it's all fucking stupid. But I don't want it. But like it would make sense for like two weeks before her big challenge match. Um where she's supposed to be the bad guy, she just completely turns heel. Like, that wouldn't make sense. No. Uh, it's, Here's the thing, it... okay? She has a lack of personality now. If she's in a way to die, she's, like, she's screwed. Yeah, like, no, I, I agree. Um, I, I totally agree. I just, I hope that they clarify, because I don't understand, because, like, we don't know the full stipulation yet. Um, but it, it shouldn't just be last person eliminated to the other group because that's not it should be the old the old version yeah yeah where the the it should be like gauntlet style where momo and kid are inherently the ones on the chopping block Mm -hmm. realistically like from a storyline perspective um and whether or not you know fucking queen's quest is able to like keep them a lot like keep momo alive or mother or not oyota is able to keep kid alive depends on how well they defeat their opponents beforehand that would make sense um and also it calls back to one of my favorite matches which is the queen's quest versus oyota one oh but i think the most annoying thing about this is that i wish it was just banishment instead of joining the other faction because like then it would give a little bit of air like, oh, well, maybe Kid loses and has to fucking, you know, cower back to Mayu. Or maybe, you know, Momo loses and, like, DDM just sweeps her up. Or so- like, it would feel more like, oh, well, anything can happen here instead of, oh, so another See, that, fucking person goes to win. That would make less sense, though. That would make less sense within the confines of the, you know, Kid wants Well, to I think the entire story is stupid. Well, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm well, talking, like, what they should have done, like, a month ago before they oh, even well, started obviously. this shit. Well, like, if they should have just not done this. <laughs> oh, I agree. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, like, I just don't, I don't really understand it. It's, like, 
if the loser is going to the faction, like a way to tie doesn't want anyone but Momo, why should they be happy if they get Azami or whatever? Like that just shouldn't that just doesn't make sense. But that's probably what's gonna happen. You know what I mean? Like that's I don't know. Azumi's probably going to a way to tie, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I mean we'll get a better read on it closer to the day. My current gut feeling is that Azumi, Konami and Saki are in the most trouble. Um but like closer to the day it could be a lot more um kind of apparent what they're gonna do. You do. think you think fuck you Momo Watanabe, Konami is gonna be like Hey, we we buddies again. Remember when we were pals? Well, remember, remember? Don't, don't you understand? Like when you go to a Weirdo Tai, you magically become goth and evil. When you leave, Dude, you I, magically yeah, stop. I, I am in hating a Weirdo Tai mode this week because I just think everything about them is really stupid. Honestly, like sometimes I feel like okay, they're they're harmless. Like I enjoy them; they do some fun stuff. But sometimes I'm just like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever watched. Like, like. They're just heels because, and like I think Passion said this, that it's like if Momo goes to Oedotai, she's gonna be like the evil gamer girl type heel, goth type. Like, and it's not like just an asshole. She's gonna be a goth gamer, like Show is in House of Torture. That is what's going to happen if Momo goes to Oedotai. She can't just be meaner because she's all she already is mean sometimes. No, they need to like, and that's so stupid to me, in my opinion. Like, I just don't like, I don't like, I don't like any of this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like we're maybe digging too, too much into it um, before we know fully what's going on. But I just, I don't like this entire thing. It is still uh, it was, Yeah. I, it was better when it was just Kate and Momo and Momo was getting pissed off and they should have done like a stipulation blow off or whatever. But like, instead we're getting... Way to tie doing the same thing they've always done, and sure, in two months' time, when Azumi shows up with fucking purple hair and uh black she eyeliner, we're, we're gonna go, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is this is cool, I guess. But in, in the lead up, I'm just not it's not into it. Also, this it also ruins the uh the three way at the uh the next show because, like, yeah, unless they Saya... save the white belt for Ryogoku. Yeah, but, I don't see them doing that, though. I mean, you need some title match on this show, and Utami can't do it, so are you really going to have your red and white belt not on And you can't, you can't put the artist belts on it because then there's nobody else left to wrestle, and there's no goddess belts. Yeah, I, who fucking knows? Yeah. Again, stardom's just getting in their own way sometimes, you know, could have maybe left this on the burner a little bit and just put some doubt in our minds there, but it's, um, I don't know. Somebody on Reddit did bring up that uh, Starlight Kid's kind of in the Tam Nakano spot back when Tam was in Oedotai in that she's like the newest member and like everybody likes her. They kind of, they mesh really well and then she could just get fucking snapped out of the group out of nowhere six months in. Um, and mm-hmm. I can see that, but I also don't think her joining Queen's Quest is the way to do that. Oh, you know no. what I mean? No. Specifically, no, I think her going to Queen's Quest is stupid. Like, her not being in Oedotai anymore, that's why I said that. It's like, oh, well, like, why can't the loser from Oedotai just not be in Oedotai anymore? Like, I feel like that could work way better, but I don't see any of the members of Oedotai necessarily meshing with Queen's Quest as its current iteration. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless they obviously change a bit. And I mean, they would. That's Stardom does that. Like, you 
magically take on the personality of of your new faction. Um, I mean, Konami going back to just shooter Konami, I would be down for. Um, yeah, but you know like Saki weird, in Queen's Quest sounds fucking cursed, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, Stardom didn't used to do that. Like I remember when the first draft happened and people changed faction, there was like this period of adjustment for everyone. But now yeah. when you change faction, you're just like magically take on their entire personality. It's it's really strange. And I know for yeah, Kate and... it took like a month, mm. but even then she didn't like have like this gradual thing. She just showed up <laughs> looking like, you know, with the with the dark mask yeah. and was like, Yeah, I'm I'm bad now. Like I'm a bad guy now. It wasn't like gradual. It was just like Oh yeah, I'm a bad guy now. Sure. Cool. I, yeah, I think I actually Natsuko started that because Natsuko was the first person to be like ecstatic that she didn't have to deal with jungle anymore. <laughs> like she was the first draftee that was like, This fucking rules, guys. Like what what are you guys so upset about? I'm I'm rocking with it. And then since then, it's just whenever you leave a faction, it's just like I am emo now, or I am no longer emo. Like it's just stupid. Oh no. Yeah. I don't know. Um but yeah, that's that match. Um do you have some Mizuki, Mizuki does the Genki Desk God now, so I like that. Good stuff. Which is um, the, the Kigetsu bit, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, two shows to preview. Um, the first one is on the 21st of November. This is in the Idea Onusaka Arena number two. In the opener, we have uh, Waka Skiyama versus Starlight Kid versus Ruaka. Um, that's just not even fair. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> Yeah, that's depressing. Walk is so small that like like you're putting her in a handicap match. Yeah, I don't know. Where that Ty's gonna have heat with me, man? I'm I'm gonna be ready to fucking punch some children for Waka. <laughs> Dude, Waka has the best facial expressions, by the way. Like this mm-hmm. is completely off topic. I know we're already running over on time, but uh, when she was when she was in that Dream Age match. Um, Mina was getting her ready to put her in the Romero special, and Waka's just, like, looking back, like, don't you fucking do it. Like, with, like, this anger, this visceral anger in her eyes, like, what the fuck are you doing? Don't do it! Don't, and, like, it's, like, you can see all of that, all of that that I just saw, you could see, or the, all else I just said, you could see in her face, and I was just like, she's good. Like, I can, mm-hmm. like, she has, she has the facial expressions down. Um, so shout out to Waka one time. I love that girl. Indeed. Um, but yeah, the next match is Lady C versus Konami. This is Konami's return match. Uh, presumably she will win. Um, the match after that is Saya Kamatani versus Saki Kashima. Um, hopefully Saya wins, given that she's in a number one contenders match at the pay-per-view. Yeah, I sure hope so. Yeah, the next match, and this one's a tasty one. Uh, this is Momotanabe, Azumi, and Utami Hayashishita of Queen's Quest taking on the stars team of Mayu Watani, Koguma, and Hazuki. That's yeah. Ooh, yeah. that's 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 that that does that that hits. That's yeah, hit. that's some good shit. Um, the main event then is it's like all of the good wrestlers in the company. <laughs> like no, no, <laughs> like I think wow. obviously there's other good wrestlers, but like when you think of good wrestlers that aren't named Shuri, like those are those are the six. Pretty much. Like yeah. I think I think that everybody agrees on are good wrestlers. I mean, like Utami is maybe, but like. Most people can agree that those six are like that's 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 a good one. It is, it is. Um the main event of the show though is Suri, Natsupoi, and Hameka taking on uh Mai Sakurai, Tam Nakano, and Unagi Sayaka. Holy Mina? shit, Kozen Mina? Kozen's gonna win. Mina isn't on the show. 
I only That's just weird. noticed that. Yeah, it's very strange. Um, Kozen is going to win because Natsupoi and Jumbo are just going to beat the shit out of each other. Oh my god, yeah. Well, no, I think I think my Sakurai will uh, lose anyway. She will force, the, through the power of being a jobber, she will take the pinfall. Dude, if my Sakurai gets a win over DDM before fucking Lady C does, it's over. Um, <laughs> it's over. Yeah. That's a strange main event, given that, like, you have Very. my Sakurai Is it card there. subject change? Or no? It is, but generally, when they list the matches for smaller shows like this, they're there in the order that they'll happen. But I imagine maybe because the Stars and QQ match is going to a draw and the, the time limit if it's a main event is half an hour versus the um, yeah 15, 20 minutes that it'll get in the thing. So that's probably why. Um, yeah, the next show then is... Um, this is on the 23rd of November. This is in Aichi. Um, is Mina on this show either? I suppose I shouldn't be surprised because Mina isn't like a roster member, so I guess it, it would make sense that she misses the occasional show. Um, yeah, in the opener of the show, it's Azumi versus Natsupoi versus Lady C. Um, Zoom, maybe somebody like Azumi will pin Lady C or something there. Um, the next match is Momwatanabe versus Mai Sakurai. Uh, they did this already didn't they in the trial series yeah and it was um, not good i enjoyed it i thought it was okay um this might be a bit better because obviously my has improved a little bit i'm not i'm not searching for my fucking opinion i don't care um okay. i was about to like go i'm just, i'm not doing that <laughs> all right that's good um the next match is siri and himeka versus starlight kid and ruaka um did you really see that going either way I feel like it's got to... I mean... I don't know. I feel like Shuri should probably just beat Ruaka. You would think so. Especially since it's not in, it's inconsequential. Like, I get why they did all of the bullshit in the tournament, but, like, they really don't need to. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's Here. true. No, that's a fair point. Um, yeah, I guess Shuri and Himeko win there. Um next match then is Utami Hayashishta and Sayaka Matani versus Saki Kashima and Konami. Um, you would huh. think that the world champion would win, but I don't really know. I, I mean, Saki is there, so that kind of adds a wild card. Konami's wrestling Shuri on the thingy, right? That's where yes. we're at? Yeah. Saki should lose this one, but something tells me that She's not going to. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like maybe Konami beats... I don't feel... Uh, maybe draw? I don't really want to see Saki in the tag match go to a draw. That sounds kind of ass. No yeah, Saki, I think, of course, I think but... they'll just be a roll-up or something. Like, you can yeah. get away with that. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. I think Saki over... Uh, Maybe Konami just beats uh, Saya to like make her seem like a threat going in, because uh, Saya is already not looking like a threat going in. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She's lost like every match, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah, oh, poor Saya. Um, yeah, that'll that'll go either way. 
Um, but the main event then is uh, the stars team of Mayu Otani, Koguma, and Hazuki versus the Cosmic Angels team of Tam Nakano, Unagisaka, and Waka Skiyama. Uh, presumably, stars will win. I imagine, yeah, so Waka will take the pin. Yeah. Yeah, and then we get we get a Genki Desk bit. I'm I'm excited. I'm so happy that Ooh. it's back. That's like my favorite thing. Of course it is. It, it's um, really just it's really just Suzuki yelling, "Are you good? Are you good though?" <laughs> yeah. Oh man, like cause the translation's like kind of funny. Like it's like, well, technically it means this, but and I'm just like, I read it as, "Yo, y'all good? Y'all good?" <laughs> yeah. Which is like a very Chicago thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah. that's it. That's that's the two shows to preview. Um, next week we'll be back for uh, our preview of Tokyo Super Wars. So that should be fun. Woo! Also, we have a uh, a victory through guts that just came out recently, and we have another one to do at some point soon. Um, which is Russell Marine PI coming up, and the most recent one was actually Tag League. So if you guys want to go check that out, um. It's on victory. It's just victory through guts. Check it out anywhere that you listen to your podcast. If you're listening to this podcast right now, you can finally find it on the exact same website. Um, in, sa- in fact, I'm pretty sure you absolutely can. Uh, but yeah, so go check that out. That's my um, that's my thing. I'm very proud of it, even though I'm very bad at getting it out on time. Um, so yeah, go check that out. Um, come back next week to watch to listen to us continue to argue. Um, don't argue. Oh, sorry. What? I I spaced out for a second. I I thought that, about Waffle House what? and I just completely yeah. How? <laughs> you you were speaking. Okay. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna be completely. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna keep it a shoot ski with you. Um. My sister came in my room and showed me a piece of paper that said, "Do you want Waffle House?" And I just. I just thought about Waffle House, and now I really want Waffle House. So yes, that's where I'm at right now. Okay, that you know what? That's understandable. Um, Waffle House, huh? What is a Waffle House like? Oh, it's it's fucking it's terrible, but it's amazing. (laughs) It's it's terrible. (laughs) Okay, all right. Um, right. I will close the show. Um, if you want to stand, you may stand. If you want to sit, you may sit. Leave today, shine tomorrow, you decide what you believe in. Ijo. Ijo. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.